The Bazaar is an explicit radio program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome! Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I have with me this evening the wonderful, the illustrious Keith O'Donovan. Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, I think it's the first. I think this is the first uh, face-to-face podcast that we're recording. Super exciting. It's uh, <laughs> it's all people that mightn't be familiar with the accents. There's two similar accents now today, but. Keith, uh, I suppose, would you like to introduce yourself? Give a little bit of a self-summary. Sure. Um, so I suppose by kind of day, I'm a student studying uh, art therapy at the moment in a master's, but I'm also, I kind of do sales in IT, but I guess kind of uh, my passion really is kind of uh, video games and collecting, but also um, streaming. Um, so, and we have an Instagram page called Steamy Streamers, where we kind of put up a lot of shots of our collection, interact with the community, that kind of thing, etc. with it. I suppose people might be wondering why I've had you on today as this is mostly a horror-leaning podcast, but we sort of had our genesis in the the horror world. I think that's how we both sort of got into our horrors. We, yeah, we did. We, we definitely have a few stories to tell today, but I suppose... We do. Since, since a young age, trying to rent dodgy, dodgy horror films from like Extravision, yeah. which is our, like our local VHS... Video store. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone in the US would be familiar with... The video store days, and it's a bit of a common theme that people used to love going around and seeing like the different box arts. So I think we've had like a few favorites, like the Gate Two or Demon Child Six Six Six. Demon Child Six Six Six, which uh, a scared us for life. <laughs> listener of the show, uh, Brian of the Terrible Terror podcast. I had to, I got him to sit through those. In, really? Yeah. So how did you find them? Uh, we actually discussed the Gate Two, and it was. The action man scene that we thought was there just didn't exist. But uh, I only have the memories of the fact that, like, when we were like what eight or nine, and you had to stay in my house, and we had to like basically sleep in the same bed, <laughs> yeah, because there's nowhere else to go. So and just watching bit, those terrible a bit of context films. for everyone. Uh, <laughs> myself and Keith go away. We're back. lovers. <laughs> we're we're not lovers. We're childhood friends. We're we're brothers. Brothers from other mothers. I pretty much grew up in Keith's house, so I said it's about time you got on the podcast because. He's been asking me the last almost two years now. The podcast is here. Keith's finally here. We've we've made the time because we're in different cities, and uh, I suppose now is a good enough time to announce I'm actually emigrating to Australia. <gasps> so we we have to get a few episodes in the bank, so it will be uninterrupted uh, satisfaction on the podcast. So sounds good. Yeah, it's a, a good enough time to say that um, I will be down under. I'll be the the, the merchant. In, not Venice, but Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we are today. So, uh, Keith, what is your memories of me? What, how did we first meet? You can introduce the world. Oh, so, like, I remember, I guess my first memory of you has to be, I think we were in second class, which, I mean, I don't know what that is, would be over in the eight, States. Eight years old, would that be? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what grade that would be. But essentially, I don't know, was it a day, like, you could bring in, like, whatever you wanted? So, like, me always being obsessed with video games, I brought in my Game Boy. And uh, was it Mr. Gallery Game and Watch or something like that? Or it was like basically a 10 in 1 Game Boy cartridge. I remember I was playing away and you came over and you were like, hi. And I was like, hello. And you were like, can I play? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I think just true rejection, you know, and perseverance past that. But then eventually after that, I think, because I, I was new that year as well. So like, 
I remember being kind of fairly nervous and stuff. So you were like one of the first people like talking to me. And I guess from there we both like we both like video games and that was kind of just an in for us talking. Then old news from there really. Yeah, of course. And I suppose we we spent many an evening up in the attic playing games, watching mm. shitty movies, as we said, and uh, a lot of history of watching rubbish and just, you know, integrating into your personalities who we are today. Is this an ex- <laughs> existential crisis every morning might be due to the shit horror and yeah, definitely. each other too. It scared me for a long time, for sure. Back in the day. So I suppose a bit of the day today then. Well, how did the steamy streamers start up? How do you begin that? Well, that's kind of funny, actually, because it's kind of directly related to the name of the podcast and everything else you have with it. I believe it is, so that's why I'm asking you. You yeah, can tell the story. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I we all kind of, like, I, I knew I kind of wanted to stream, like, when I saw that avenue opening up. And um, I guess you kind of wanted, I wanted, had an idea of, like, we had an idea where we wanted to do it kind of with our buddies. So I remember it was kind of a case of, even not that long ago, we were, like, all trying to stream The Evil Within. And um, but we needed like a name, you know, like a title for it. So we were always haunted back to the idea of the the Resident Evil Four merchant. Mm. I kind of think it was as well, which I think is in the intro of yeah, your bit is. as well. Yeah. So like we're I don't know, do we call him the Fear Merchant when we were kids? Because like we'd would bump into like all oh, the Fear Merchant. I think it might have been him, like we were streaming, and I was like, oh jeez, but he's the Fear Merchant by us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking scares you. So like it was just a case of yeah, like let's call ourselves like the Fear Merchants. Mm. But then I think over time, you know, it was like almost impossible to get us all together, you know, yeah. like really. And then it was a case of, um, I think I remember streaming with our other good friend, John. He just kind of said it randomly. But when we were starting a stream, he was like, let's do some steamy streams. And it sounds like, I guess, a really bad, like, babe station cam show or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I just like the name and the alliteration of it. So I guess it kind of stuck with that. From there, then doing streams, but really as well, I was setting up an Instagram page and like what i got to do there and titled steamy streamers as well is just be able to like you know it's a nice avenue to display your passion so like i love video games i collect them i love watching them i love the art of them the music the story the narrative everything so i guess it's kind of like you know being able to just put that out there and surprisingly enough people picked up on it you know it's something i would have never thought when i was younger that you know put up a picture of your gaming setup and loads yeah. of people would like it. It seems crazy. Yeah. But um, so it started getting traction that way and just figuring out what worked, what didn't work. And then basically the streaming kind of turned into um, Emma, my girlfriend would join us on the streams and kind of really what ended up working is, and kind of linking to the whole horror genre as well as we play a lot of horror games mm. and the idea is she'd play it and I'd kind of culture through it. Yeah. And that's kind of where the whole steamy streamers kind of like idea came from in terms of the fact that she'd be freaking out I'd be stressed the whole time and you know generally just kind of hilarity would ensue from there yeah kind of a mix of us starting to stream using that name then you having that for your podcast ultimately and then kind of diverting off into what it is now which is kind of gaming setup streaming video even doing some like video music and stuff like that so yeah so I suppose you're glad you branched off because I only have about three listeners Mm. and uh, Steamy streamers is a lot more popular, especially on Instagram. So yeah, I mean, like in that regard. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't know, like really, it's way more Instagram oriented than it is streaming because, I mean, at the moment we have like eight and a half thousand followers on Instagram, and I think my idea was like, streaming can be like tough, particularly like when you're working. Do you know, you come home and it's like until you try it, I think you you don't realize that like you have to be on. Yeah. You know, and like even Emma would say to me sometimes, you know, my girlfriend who streams with me is that like, it can be tough, like, you know, and I'm kind of like, come on, you know, we can kind of like get the energy going, but you do need to be in a place to do it or else, you know, it just comes across like you're disinterested. Mm. So 
kind of more time. It's easier to do the Instagram thing. You, know, you can yeah. be on your phone. You can take your shots. You can do it in private. You don't have to be like animated to do it. It's definitely something you want to pick up again. I think once we kind of hit around the ten thousand mark on Instagram, because we can kind of market it properly. Yeah, you can you know link it, everything else, get out there. Because unlike it's kind of twitches the rich get richer. You know, in terms of if you have ten viewers already, you're on top of the list compared to someone who has one. You know, yeah. so it's very hard to kind of. So that's kind of the plan at the moment. But yeah, that's kind of the origins of it and kind of how it came about. So I know when we started, it was more the fun of us playing the games together mm. and putting it out to the one or two people that we're viewing. But what do you think draws you to the actual streaming now? Do you like in the reaction from people? Yeah, I do. I guess like there's part of me definitely my personality that like loves attention anyway. Do you know, like it's it, it like, I don't know. I guess everyone loves it to an extent, but like. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's like a weird private way of being able to kind of perform in a way, but also play the things you love and kind of like show people it too. But yeah, sorry, what was the question with it again, kind of? So what, what kind of draws you to the streaming aspect? Is it? I think it's the fact you get to, not not just the attention. I mean, that's nice. There's not even that much attention at all. You know, it's, it's because people can interact with you live when you're doing it. Yeah. So people can message you. You can talk back to them. Do you know, it, there's actually like, there's, there's, there's virtual bonds being made. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of cool with it. Um, and people who come back and watch you all the time. Do you know? And like, it amazes me that someone will sit down and watch you for two hours playing something. Yeah. You know, like consistently. And I mean, like, even like, you know, like our peak viewers live would be like, you know, since we haven't really related much to our Instagram page, it's like 25 people or something like that. Which like, we're delighted with that if we get that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, if one person's watching us for a period of time, it's great. So I think it's that. I think it's the interaction. It's a live show, which is really cool. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, as in anything can kind of happen. So, like, you know, if Emma gets a heart attack and freaks out, you know, that's live. You know, you see it then and there. People can interact with it and enjoy it. So, I think it's the live and the interaction. So, like, given that live aspect then, do you think you'd consider doing something like stand-up? Because it is quite a comedic stream and I know you have kind of on stage to an extent. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things I'd love to do, but I don't have the balls to do it. It's one of those things you know, you're supposed to do something that scares you every day and it'd be good. And I think I'd love it and I think I'd enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I remember, right, one of my buddies... Um, he does stand up around the Cork area and uh, yeah, he invited me up on stage to do one of my hidden talents, which is just moaning in yeah. a very anime Japanese porn style. Yeah, I think that might blow the ears off. Yeah, people yeah. Here now. I think so. That's yeah. okay. Well, you can give a little sample, I suppose, people, uh, it, just to get the flavor of maybe what that's about. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me just get into character a second. <clears throat> <laughs> uncanny really you could say yeah do you think so i think so maybe you could like do a tour with that. i think you're gonna have to like if anyone ever listens to that in headphones or like definitely don't listen to it open if you're in a library or anything like that we should have <laughs> given a pre-warning but it's live so i can't you? <laughs> well that's the the magic of the edit but i think i might leave it in just to see scare, how, see how it goes people. see how they it might goes. even plug out their earphones and yeah yeah go for it with that. go for it excellent so yeah i don't know i'm <laughs> encouraging you right here right now and telling the five people listening they should be getting on to you that's okay. Yeah, you should start doing stand up. What do you think about it? Yeah, go for it. I tell you what, if 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 twenty people no no fuck it, fifty, because twenty is too easy. If fifty people get onto me on my page, Steamy Streamers say do stand up, I will give it a shot. I like <laughs> give the podcast a chance, we'll say five. I can't say five because that means I'll definitely probably have to do it. Yeah. I know it's a bit mad. But um yeah, I suppose you do have a very interesting background in psychology, which is kind of nearly a pet interest of mine but I never kind of pursued it academically would you like to 
yeah, give a little bit of breakdown of kind of what you get into, especially. I mean, kind of partly psychology generally, um, because I guess I started off like coming out of doing the leaving cert, which is like I don't know, you know, end of school, going to college or university, and I don't really know what I wanted to do. So I kind of did arts, which is like the subject that no one knows what they want to do. But it, it's not actually so bad because like once you finish it, there's loads of avenues available to you. Um, but I did psychology in that as a subject. Um, and, you know, it was always something in my head like that would be cool to do or whatever. Um, so I did that. And it's something with like, I don't know, like philosophy as well was the other one I did. Um, and it was kind of a case when I finished that, like I had an interest in it. And there was a course opening for, it was like a counselling course. Um, so I did that then as a master's for a while and um, kind of practicing that bit doing placement and stuff but it was kind of a case like I liked it but it like didn't encompass like, I felt like there was something missing in it so I decided to go on kind of pursue it a bit more in depth more niche I suppose and I started doing a course in art therapy it was like a precursor course that I tried out and like part of it is that you do it yourself you know you go to art therapy sessions and I just found it so useful for me like, you know, it really opened different parts of me up emotionally and stuff like that as well that I never expected it to ever happen. Um, to give you an idea, like art therapy is basically, it's like normal talk therapy, but um, you're kind of using like art materials or the creative process as well. So it's a case of like, you could just come in. You're not normally necessarily given a directive of what to do, but you just work away and kind of talking about it afterwards, what can, can actually kind of come up from your subconscious can be a good way because I guess I'd be kind of like, you know, be a bit blocked off as a person sometimes, you know, so it can be a really good way of kind of finding out things about yourself. Um, so after finding it was really good for me, I pursued a master's in it and I was delighted to get it. So I've just finished my first year of doing the art therapy, which is all based on psychology as well. Um, and just heading into the second year now um, and just doing my placements as well in different places, like kind of nursing homes and addiction services and whatnot. Yeah. So like given the good that that does, and obviously you're going down the therapy aspect as sure. opposed to just the academic psychology have you seen like the bad that can be done with psychology? Have people used this in your interactions and even yourself? Have you ever sort of used psychological quirks to maybe get what you want? Or have you seen <laughs> people like maliciously I using like. psychology? You see, that's the thing is I think there's like this big like stigma or idea, which I don't think is true at all. That like, do you know, you always see it in like media and TV shows as like a joke when like, oh my God, there's a psychologist. Don't talk to him. Do you know, like it's not like you're always on. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's not like as in in your day-to-day social environment that you're like analyzing someone. I mean, you, you do do enough skills that you do like integrate traits into your personality that I guess you would pick up on things, but not like that you're like, the biggest thing you learn about like doing any psychology or therapies is like kind of not to judge a person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, the opposite. It's yeah. kind of the opposite. But yeah, in terms of has anyone used it for, for evil, I suppose, or for bad? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been in places where I've seen people in placements and stuff in positions of power that like, you know, particularly in school settings, you know, where I, I don't think they had the actual qualifications or the background, but they were put in a, you know, situation of counsellor or something like that. Right. And, you know, definitely not treating the kids the way they should, you know. So, I mean, I, I think anyone who's actually trained and done it, no. But I think there have been people who have been put in situations where they have that ability to counsel or where they shouldn't and it has gone wrong. Yeah, well, I suppose just to kind of follow on then, having trained in it and to see the signs what has been like some standout things that you said jesus christ are they in this position or i mean like there really hasn't been much of that it's just like one thing i've seen that like as in you know i i think basically the whole thing about being in any therapy or you know you're, you're really just trying to you're trying to listen and reflect back you're trying yeah. to help the you're trying to help the person help themselves yeah do you know what i mean you're, you're trying to give them the tools to help themselves like our job basically is if we can get you like 
the quickest amount of time we can get you to not be dependent on us yeah is good for us it's mm-hmm. good for you not for us but yeah for the relationship but you'll see people obviously you know and i'm not saying i've seen it firsthand but you read about it, you hear about it where like do you know that relationship the idea of it is the case of like you know they try and keep them there try and keep them dependent on them because it, maybe it's a case that they're getting gratification off it or that relationship's kind of gone sour with or they it. have an extra client that's paying them yeah like yeah that. you know yeah. it could be something like that you know what i mean which I suppose everyone needs a business too, but it's it's a bit of a... There's a lot of ethical issues all right with it. But I haven't seen anything too crazy. Like, I'd still be very infantile in my career doing this, so yeah. I haven't seen anything crazy with it. And I suppose just kind of similarly on topic, but would you have any opinion on, we'll say, Dwayne, like the US, that it seems like even the psychologists have psychologists that it seems to be like... I wouldn't say a mental health like epidemic, but everyone does seem to have a cancer what would you think would be the difference between like ireland and the likes of the us in that regard i actually think it's a good thing i think ireland is a backwards um would you say it's like a almost like i mean like religiously repressed sexually repressed yeah yeah definitely but i mean like the thing what i noticed you said there is you said psychologists have psychologists like that's legally required yeah do you know what i mean like you you can't you have to be of sound mind to help other people or do you know not even sound mind but like like you need a kind of a you're constantly in like those relations projecting so like say for instance if a client comes into you and say you're a therapist psychologist doesn't matter what you are but in a position of i guess power in a helping situation straight away you can have like a projection of say do you know you this person subconsciously reminds you of a teacher who was mean to you yeah and all of a sudden you're not present you yeah. know, you're you're constantly like you're thinking about your own. Experience. You are exactly so, and that's why you need a psychologist needs a psychologist to work through that and figure out is that, that to work through just in reference to your client, or is it working through yourself that you don't do it in the future? Like, how does it work for your client? Both for all of it, it's it's so you have self awareness of what's happening. because yeah. a lot of times you'll get that trigger and you won't know why it's there. Right. You know, but that's kind of what the psychologist needing psychologist thing just on the basis of it. But I mean in terms of the US, everyone I mean, I would always say like I think someone should always go see someone, whether they feel if they can, you know, needing to afford it, you know, your availability and all that's a big problem. But like, you know, part of my course is that I do therapy once a week. Yeah. You know, again, because I'm training and doing my placement. Therapy I, for yourself. Yeah. And I find that like super helpful because it's, you know, it's almost like kind of like washing your brain clean every week because you can get anything off your chest you need. And it's an unbiased thing. Like even if you're not going through a hard time, it's if you can, if you, if you can avail of it, if you're privileged enough to be able to do it, it's really handy. Um, But then Ireland is a case of like, and that's why like we have some of the highest male suicide rates in Europe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like as in. I think it is the highest. Yeah. In Glanmire, I think it's literally the highest around. And it's just a case of like, there's this. There's this mantra of like, you know, young boys growing up like, you know, big boys don't cry, you're a man. I mean, I know that's everywhere, don't get me wrong. But it's like, and particularly in Ireland, as you said, with the religion, you know, there, there, there's a lot of history that's like past generation to generation. And repressed. Trauma instilled, yeah. instilled. That, um, and we're very much so a country of like, keep to yourself. I don't know, I think that's not true for everywhere or anything, but it's there's a bit of that. Well, it is almost a joke in Ireland, I suppose, for we have a large US audience for the uh the podcast but kind of the joke which is like the reality is like ah sure look you don't need to fucking talk to anyone just go down the pub yeah 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 yeah. exactly so soothe yourself through addiction yeah it's like that's funny not really because it's actually highlighting like a really real problem like in ireland i would say that 
you probably do drink in excess to people on like the continent, which I have seen. We we do. Like, I mean, a really stark contrast that was interesting is we had American students visiting us who do art therapy over there. Yeah. And it's like, even look at a job of it. Like, art therapy isn't even a protected term in Ireland. Yeah. Anyone can call themselves an art therapist. Yeah. Whether yeah. they're accredited or not. Yeah. Where in the States, you can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's pretty strict. And we are changing that. But like, when they came over... It was interesting because like they're like, yeah, we have seven art therapists working in like one place. We'd be lucky to get like five working in a county here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it just shows you kind of the differences even in statistically. And just again for people, a county here would be like maybe the size of basically like a city plus. Yeah. More. Like, like the cities here are tiny, but a county is like quite big. So I suppose we were talking privately today about like trauma, childhood trauma. You reckon you recently had a workshop with what was his name again uh gabor matter so what how would he be now to everyone uh he's canadian which is always a plus <laughs> um but he's he's many things he's a psychiatrist he's been a doctor he's been an addict himself he talks about addiction he's um do you know his history is kind of crazy but generally like kind of psychologist psychiatrist he's kind of done the lot because he's 74 yeah he's, he's gone through a lot of different things um and I suppose his his workshop was kind of based around um, trauma, uh, addiction, and, and mental health in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we were saying just how interesting it is that, um, do you know, the mind and the body, do you know, yeah. that like he's kind of his big thing is you got to treat it holistically. Do you know that like as in look a lot of like autoimmune diseases, stuff like even like I have psoriasis would be one or, do you know, MS or anything like that. Even Alzheimer's or something. Yeah, yeah. And that like there's 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 such strong correlations with how that is linked with like, you know, trauma. Um, Like even I think I was giving you the example earlier, do you know that take a child who is adopted. You know, even from that early age that like when the mother's pregnant, obviously, you know, the thought of giving a child up for adoption or what to do with the baby would cause a lot of stress in a person. Yeah. And how that stress is like cortisol can be transferred to the baby. And how do you know, like that trauma can be something that can be instilled Perfect from a baby. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and they're, they're, they're chemistry in general. But um, and then obviously, like, you know, it depends, you know, if you have a bad upbringing or, you know, a rough upbringing, you know, addictions, how they can lead to that as a soothing thing. But it's something that almost can't be helped because, you know. Mm you're looking for something to soothe yourself is technically smart to try and do that. Yeah, and I suppose, like, there's probably no such thing as someone who's normal, we'll say. And we'll say people who had, like, a good upbringing, good parents, there was no real traumas to speak of, but then everyone likes to talk about the snowflake generation, but at the same time... What do you mean by snowflake generation, sorry? Just, like, that people can't deal with any stressors to an extent, and there's a high rate of depression now, you would say. Yeah, like, I mean, first of all, I mean, we're all a product of our last generation. I was saying that to you earlier. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're all carrying the burden of our parents. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like a great thing that I actually said in the workshop is, you know, parents would come up to Gabor and it's like, I'm worried I'm fucking my kids up. And he's like, don't worry about it. You are fucking your kids up. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's unavoidable. Like, yeah, no yeah. matter what, you're going to screw them up some way, somehow. All of us have it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think... An interesting thing about that as well is like um, if you're talking about kind of sensitivity and stuff like that, is it kind of like the stress? Yeah, like I mean, I suppose I didn't speak to you, but I was speaking with my dad today and we are kind of having a similar conversation because I was just asking him, I have five younger siblings audience, I was asking him how are they getting on this and the next and he was kind of mentioning like I have two brothers who are similar in age and one is the older kind of more dominant, the other is more submissive, but it's like He's 
you know, trying to balance that, that, you know, isn't the younger guys and getting completely stepped on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, at the same time, it is what it is. You kind of have to let it play out. and. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a funny dynamic because, again, like, full disclaimer, not to say I know anything, these are just thoughts that come into my head when I say them. Yeah, um, It's like the idea of, you know, I think it's saying as well, like the older child, like, it's kind of an interesting one because, like, when they're the firstborn, they have, like, all the love and attention. Mm. Do you know? And it's kind of something that, like, so that's what they're used to, do you know? Like, oh, you see, the dynamic would be, that would be child two and three. So child two and three, okay, so they'd yeah. be used to already sharing with yes, it? Yes, of course. Okay, fair enough. So it might just be an age thing, so we're No, it's an age thing. thing. They're quite close, so it's, they're both brothers yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so, we are discussing, like, because I have two aunts, so it would be like, if you had a brother, how would that feel? And that was very much like... Well, we don't know because I never had a brother. So it's being such like similar ages, constant competition though. That's you know what I mean. And it's like, it's one of those things. Like, if you can get the first step on someone, I guess, like you know, at that age when that's all you're like thinking about, I guess, is trying to like, I want the attention. Like, if if it's between the two of us, I'm going to try and get it, kind of thing. I guess it's um, just trying to exercise that. Yeah, because I I was listening to. That's um, why it's good to have so many siblings, though. You you learn like you know yeah you learn interactions you learn how to deal with people. But I was listening to like Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian psychologist, for those who mightn't have heard of him. All the Canadians. <laughs> He's uh, He was making a good point of, like, maybe why this like, seemingly snowflake generation has come about. And he was sort of postulating. He didn't really know. But he said, like, that kind of people in the last 20, 30 years, like, more women are going into the workplace. People are having kids later in life. They're building up the thought of having children a lot more they might only have like one child so like all the resources and the care and attention at a much older level goes into rearing that child and you kind of wrap them in bubble wrap but whereas previously like our parents parents were young they would have had kids at like 20 there's about three thousand children they had to fend around. for themselves a bit more is it but it was children having children and you didn't have time yeah. to think about parenting sure, it was sure. just like let's get everyone through and it, when I heard it, I was like, that makes so much fucking but sense. But what, what is he implying by it, though? Like, is it a good just, thing, a bad thing, is he saying? Because, I mean, I like it myself, but I haven't he, heard he was, that specifically. He's just making, like, a point of, like, the reason people are like, oh, there's snowflakes and people can't fucking deal with anything. It's like, yeah, because their parents are having kids later and that's, like, their only child and swaddling them with love and attention and, as you were saying, like, am I fucking up my kid? It's like, mm. you probably are because you're not letting them outside. Yeah, running. you're fucking them up no matter yeah, what. so... <laughs> It's kind of like, can you ever win? Is it just a fact of life? Like how, there's lots of roots to like parenting and everything of like. You can't, oh, you can't be, I, you can't be everything to one person. No, do you know what I mean? But I, like you did the only thing you can like, I mean, we're not parents. So like, it's very hard to say till it becomes a reality, do you know, for any parents living, living, listening out there, even I'd say it's just like, you know, shut up if you're not a parent. But yeah, like, but at the same time, I was like, Jesus, do I even want to be a parent? Like, yeah, no, man. that's fair. That's a fair point too. I do don't you know. Even, like raise someone to be like fucking hell. Like, <laughs> when raise you, someone to have all your faults and all your partner's yeah, faults. Basically, because it's like when you grow up and you're like an, an adult and you realize, how in the fuck did my parents like raise me to even be a human being? Like, how do they? Even, how do they even survive? But like, y- y- a child is far more like obviously like. Do you know what the crazy thing is? Like, we're what the only animal ever that when you're born you're completely useless. Like one of a few. Yeah. Do you know, like as in a deer fucking falls out of and it runs around. If a genie and it just like yeah, it's it's grand. Do you know what I mean? But we have to be looked after. But like, I don't know. Kids are fairly resilient and perceptive as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. You know, you kind of think like, how am I where I am now? But like, you know, you, you talk to any six or seven year old, like they're fairly tuned yeah. in. No, because again, I was mentioning today the big debacle that we had that uh, I think we were only like seven or eight trying to rent the uh, <laughs> South Park movie. Sure. So, I, I, yeah, I think we're like, I think we're about nine or ten because I, I couldn't have been that young. So it? like, it was your dad. I was like, oh, I rented for you, but like, you're going to have to care. Like, yeah, your, your, mom, your mom, your mom, I like, remember. Like, even with your mom and stuff, you're like, here, like, you know, whatever. But I was mentioning of like, there was one full scene and like side quest of like, oh, we got to find the clitoris. And we were laughing because we <laughs> yeah, knew. Yeah, we were like, we knew it was something yeah, like dirty or whatever. It was dirty, but we didn't know. So like, I was just basically kind of saying like, look, I've seen a lot of things when I was young at seven or eight or nine that like, if I knew or saw an atro like Maze niece and nephews or something, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why are they watching that? But looking at myself, I'm like, Look, it happens. You kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, like, happen. like with those things, you understand what you understand. I, but also think like we were also like at that age, like, because I think we were a bit older. Like, I remember, I feel like maybe like nine or ten, maybe kind of maybe third class or something. But like, we also knew at the same time not to ask, like, yeah. or not to like, well, run, knew, we're not to run bad. around screaming it. You knew it was like, but that's not, the thing. Well, not bad, but like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. it was something like, oh, because that's a big problem too. Like, is like you know anything sexual and anything. You know, Especially in Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't talk about anything, but I think like a good approach would be just like fucking talk about it, and then it's forgotten. But if you make a big issue about it, like really, like as in those things aren't. There's a lot worse that happens day to day rather than someone watching like a, a dirty cartoon. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like as in as a kid, there's a lot worse things that go on. Like someone could like fucking bully you for a whole week in school. Like that that would affect you. Not a not a dirty yeah. not a dirty cartoon so much. Not to say that it's a good thing to do, like, but, you know. Yeah, and I suppose to, like, try and make it a little bit relevant then. Like, we obviously, as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, like, watch a lot of horrors. Sure. And, you know, some can consider that, like, traumatic. I definitely had trouble sleeping when I was, like, five or six, watching, like, Goosebumps. Did you tell me, just hitting my head, was Event Horizon a film? Is that scary? Yeah, so Event Horizon for me... Because uh, can I just say what I remember yeah, of you saying it? Because like, we haven't talked about this probably since. Is I remember we used to like ring each other on the phone and literally talk for hours. Yeah. Like, as like in like... Girls. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> little... Like, I think your mum used to call us old women. And like, but I remember you telling me, like, watch it through a creak in the door or something, was it? No, so what happened was, it was like my... <laughs> and you were freaked out? No, but this is like classic watching horror as like a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of two similar stories and I'll tell the two of them. So Go for it. Event Horizon... I used to go out a lot to my grandparents and it was like at night they had like gone to bed I was like sleeping over and I was watching on the TV Event Horizon was on so at the start I came out and I think my grandma was watching it or something and he was like ah oh, fucking go away to bed whatever so I was like ooh so he went to bed but I was like geez, that was kind of like hauntingly intriguing like as a kid you're curious yeah even though course. you're like you're scared but you're kind of like looking through the, the peaks of your fingers so I went out and I was kind of like watching it but like one eye on the door in case anyone heard me yeah like yeah yeah down low. fucking dick in hand like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there's nothing to have your dick in hand about but it metaphorically was like, yeah but it was like jesus that's like really scary but the other story was um i think my parents had like bought uh like a video and it was of screamers and it was a case of like i used to get up early in the morning, like six o'clock, whatever. But I never used to run into my parents, so I'd actually go downstairs and like watch stuff. So there was one other day. It was like 
there was an episode of like the X Files where like your man's skin like peels off. And yeah, stuff. yeah. There was actually some creepy stuff. Yeah, in it, was, it was myself and Rebecca went down like so fucking young. She must have been. If I was five, she was like three. So she uh, didn't even really like probably. But we were watching that, and I was like, ah, ah, like she's just, just like, probably ah. picking up in the fear like, from we you. Just, like, literally, like fucking had to turn it <laughs> off. But the the screamer thing, it was like I used to watch like twenty minutes at a time for like a couple of weeks. I don't think I ever finished it because I was always like heart in my mouth. Like if someone comes in, yeah, yeah. I, I was caught once at the start. I was like, don't watch that again. You were just kind of like, like put it on the top. So you're, you're, it was half the fear of watching and half the fear of being caught. Like, so you're I, you're actually in a heart attack yeah, moment constantly. So like, like they're coming. It's like I wanted to watch it, but I knew it was really scary. But I think it's so weird with like horror and stuff. It's like now. As an adult, I fucking laugh at the heart. I'm not scared by any of it. Like. I, I need to, like, segue into something that did make me scared recently that, like, actually, like, left me. Now, you know, each to their own. Like, everyone, like, has their own nervous system that, like, perceives horror differently. But hereditary fucking, like, oh, yeah, freaks the fuck yeah. out of me. Oh. Because, like, not because... First of all, there's a couple of things about it that I loved. Um, Which is, first of all, like, probably the first horror film ever that the ending wasn't complete shit. Yeah. In my mind, and that, like, there was no, like, um, keep it a spoiler phrase, I can, but there was no, like, um, I've had a podcast on it, so if people are listening, there's probably going to be spoilers, you can talk about it. Okay, cool. So, like, you know, there was no big reveal, like, you know what I mean? The, like, you never, you know, the way in normal horror films, like, I'm thinking ones that I liked but got fucked up halfway through, like, The Conjuring 2, I liked as a film because it's about family, it's about, like, yeah. it's that, you know, they had that Elvis Presley moment with the guitar that I thought was just, like, super cool moment in it, and there was the love triangle with it, it wasn't just a horror and the nun was cool, but as soon as you really see the nun, and as soon as you really see the old man, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But hereditary, like, first and foremost, it's a family trauma drama. Like, that's what it's talking about, trauma. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's literally what's going on. And that's, so can I talk completely about the film? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the scene where, like, he's driving back stoned, and you're one, she yeah. goes, like, I felt that as something plausible to happen. Like, do you know something that when I was watching that, like, to get me drawn into it, I was like, oh my god, imagine if that happened to No, you. it was very much grounded in like, oh That That god. could fucking like, absolutely. Because I, you most... know the way he just went to bed? That's probably all I'd fucking do as well. Do you know, really like, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, I had chills at that time. I was like, and not chills, but like, I was really invested. Even though it was like, not slow. But you know, they really took the time to build suspense. Oh, and Gabriel Byrne just being like typical Irish dad, being like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm having like a drink. But what's the woman's actress name, the main one again? Uh Tony something. She was fantastic. Phenomenal. If she doesn't get like an Oscar. Her for that, fucking like you know what the dinner table. Oh, Jesus Christ. But the best thing was watching it in cinema. And mm. I have chills now thinking about it, swear to God. Is you know when she's on the roof in the corner? Oh, yeah. And you can't see it. But I remember someone in the cinema. And this is the joy of going to the cinema, right? You're, you're yeah. watching it. And even people were laughing at parts, which was almost like a nervous laughter. Yeah, yeah. It was a dude. And he, I remember because he had an Apple Watch so you could see it. He was pointing up in the corner like, what is he pointing at? And then everyone was like, and straight away there was that tangible like, oh, fuck. Do you know, that super tension. Yeah. And um, no, it was quality. Like, I mean, I was seeing it on IMDb and it was like 86%, like unreal. And I was like, I haven't seen any trailers. Were you scared though? Like, were you, how did you? No, you see, these kind of films, especially with A24, like, they knock it out of the park with actually, like, psychological, really tangible horror. No, I think there was literally one jump scare. They had no jump scares besides the bird hitting the window is the only thing I recall with it. Yeah. And, like, you're dead right. Like, they, they get into your head. It's not about, like, showing you scary shit. Yeah. Well, there is scary shit in it. Um, no, but, it, like, at the start, it was like, oh, there's a fucking... 
the mother and you see maybe like her ghost or whatever if that really stopped and then it just became like dread 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 you 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 were constantly just like something's gonna happen like yeah that was it that was the that was actually the whole movie. Do you know what the part freaked me out the most? Was the fucking naked man at the door. Yeah. Anytime I see like a naked pale man who just randomly appears, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like that and weird granddad. It, it was funny because to add to our fear that like me and John watched that and we were leaving the cinema in Mahan Point and there's like these doors that go out to a car park upstairs and they were locked. Do you know the ones that normally you go to your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Tesco side. Yeah. So like it's just, so they were locked. So we had to go like down outside to the basement of the bottom car park by ourselves with right. no lights on and we were just like, you know, really added to the kind of yeah. fear and night of it. No, it's like, it's funny because another time I was watching uh, The Woman in Black, I was... Fuck, what's that about again? So, uh, do you know, it was like fucking Harry Potter goes... Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be shit enough, is it? Yeah, it was okay, but I didn't realise it was like a horror, so I was like, oh, this is like some period drama thing, but it was over... Because that was his first film after Harry Potter, I think, as far as I Basically, for those listening, it was maybe like a 20 minute walk, like uphill home from where I was watching it. And oh my God, when I realized it was a horror halfway through, I was like seeing the fucking woman in black in like corners of like Just, gates. Yeah. Everywhere, corners of doorways. I was like, ah, like practically sprinting home. It's a thing that reminded me of like my dad used to always say to me when I was watching horror films is like, watch it. So like, do not watch it because what's in your head is way worse than yeah. what's actually on screen. So, you know, as a kid, when you're like blocking your eyes and stuff, he's like, it'd almost be like, to be honest with you, you're probably thinking of something way worse than it actually is. Yeah. Um, which is the perfect example of you walking home and imagining fucking shit everywhere. Yeah, but you like... Your know? mind's a lot scarier I know, than it's like... I know it's fucking that I weird. sure, of course, but, but like... like, ah, like but it's just, the same thing. Your mind thing. plays tricks. <laughs> do you ever do a thing, like... And I don't know how it happens to me, but I'd be lying in bed and like, you know, you think of something. Like, say, like, something from a film that's scary. You know, just because you're lying in bed and... You go down a cascade of fear. And you go down a like, cascade... There's demons in the corner! <laughs> All like, the time. Like, you're literally, like, what you start to do, it's almost like you uh, do a test and you're like, God, just pretend to it's imagine like how something. scary can it be? Yeah, yeah. And oh, so you imagine like, something in yeah. the corner and then you're like, oh, it's real. No, I was like, oh, that's kind of scary. And then, like, do you know what's more scary? And then it just gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. That happened to me recently, but for the, the, fucking... for the first time ever, I was like, ah, the demon is chopping off my legs, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's, like, really? I'm, it's like, I'm emigrating. <laughs> <laughs> The worst is like the classic like fucking leg outside oh, the blanket, no, no, and like the window's open, like... so you feel that crisp wind hitting mm. it, and you're like, the fucking nails are gonna tickle my hairs. But um, no, that fucking red demon face from the first Conjuring. Do you know that? Like, remember we saw that together. Uh, Insidious. Insidious. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And um, I remember the sound design for that was like, do you well, know, like, like it's really bang. Do on. you know when you think it's like absolutely saturated? Something like Hereditary comes along. And you're like, oh, this is dude. Just like reinvigorated. Like, Insidious when that came out, it was like, oh my it god. It kind of did that. You a have like bit. fucking old school. Ending music. ruined again, though, by the fact that, like, let's go into the fairy world. Oh, Jesus. It was like going to. And the do you remember, Matrix. like, the fucking in the end, the Red Demon was like listening to ACDC and he was like sawing his fucking horns yeah, and shit. Yeah, it was so it was, bad. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that, like, ruins the movies. But yeah, I guess, like, kind of going back to the, like, psychology aspect and stuff of, like, the trauma, but, like, we both came out relatively unscathed. Most of the people listening who are in horror are like, it's kind of a case of like, why do you love it? Because like fear is the most primal emotion. Without, like, without, without having the ability to have fear, we'd all be dead. Yeah. But that's the thing. If we didn't have fear, like fear is nearly a default state for being a human. Because if you didn't have fear, you would let fucking wolves kill you. 
bears uh, kill you completely tigers kill you as in like it, it's a defense mechanism everything like kill you, you, ha- you have, have to have it so why is do it, we is all it love kind it? of like people like is hard so popular because people love activating that kind of fear response because everything's so fucking cushy now. i was just gonna say i think it's like i don't know like i don't know so this is just me guessing again like i mean i'm sure if i thought about it long enough you'd come up with maybe better reasons but i think it sounds fairly solid to say that like yeah like i mean not everywhere but like we like our lives take for instance like we're we're, we're pretty lucky you know yeah. with with where we are and what we what we can do um, and i think it is kind of trying to get like you're trying to you're trying to activate that sense that you don't get to do that often. Yeah. I mean, everyone like I mean, more so than ever in the world, we have way more anxiety. We have way more everything else. Do you know what I mean? But it's to get that kind of this big difference between kind of anxiety and fear. Do you know, like I mean, there's anxiety in films, but it's like it gives you that more scare than it is a more uh, anxiety to do something. is like a chronic like fear is kind of fear of the now. Anxiety is fear of the future. Mm. And yeah, what was the other one? Depression is like fear of the past nearly sure so that's the way i'd sort of look yeah, at no, it it's, it's definitely not a bad way of looking at it it's definitely a good like card to sum it up for sure yeah i like i I think like you're probably right i think it's just like looking for something that's not day to day that gets but it's also you know you're safe still so it's like you're trying to activate something in yourself that there's no risk but i, I suppose taking that a step further like we say thrill seekers daredevils like Jumping off buildings, jumping out of planes. But there are like most, okay, besides the extreme ones who actually are like, I'm going to fucking get an inch off the floor before I pull up or some shit like that. Most of those like are all relatively like as safe as fucking walking. Like, do you know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I like, what's it all about really? <laughs> like the existential. Where am I, dad? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, like why do people do what they do? Like why do we watch all these things? Why do people in, like enjoy it and consume it? I Like it's the same thing. Like if you look to even like me streaming, like with Emma and we do like the horror games and stuff, it's like there's reactions. Like people, like getting that like, what? Do you know, like where you jump, where you jump and like, you know, you're kind of like, oh shit. Like, you know, that gets your blood rushing. That like, that gets like, that gets feel because it's fight or flight, right? Is kind of what's going on when you get that like instant like jump scare, whatever it is. Do you know? It, it makes you feel something. I I think that's it too as well. Because I think there's a whole there's a whole load of us who are like numbed to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you think everything is like too bland? Well, like, I, it's also like look at the porn addict who looks for like more fucking you know harder and harder shit. Like that can happen as well. With, like the horror addict. Do you know what I mean? It's like I need to yeah. see like I need like or in the case of Hereditary, like there was even the scene you know she's banging her head off the. Yes, yeah. Like, interesting thing about those type of, like, really fast movements that are unnatural is, like, they're, mm. like, naturally trigger, like, I think, like, the fear in you because it's, like, if you look at animals that move, like, yeah. jerky like that, it's kind of like that kind of... Yeah, no, it's, uh, what is it? It's, like, the uncanny valley of, like, this isn't natural. This isn't kind of what I... Yeah, like, back up, like, yeah. Yeah, so you're, like, Jesus, like, any of those movies where they have the person walking backwards, but it's done in reverse, you know, that mm. looks so jointy. That is like Jews, like you're absolutely yeah, yeah, it's creepy. But um, in terms of horror, though, and video games, bring it back to my quarters a little bit. What would be your what's your what's your top top horror video games? I don't know. Like usually, to be fair, admittedly, I fucking hate playing them unless I'm with people. Because like, as in, it's just too tense. It's too tense because you game. are the character. Because this this is another element to playing a horror video game. See, it's like you are definitely in control. Definitely the horror video game. The only way you progress is you need to push your fear. It's not like a horror movie where it's on rails. And yeah, you yeah, you, you can't do anything about you it. You can't continue unless you do it in a game, which is like... Perfect. I have the fucking perfect example of that. 
yeah. which is like the um, us playing Resident Evil 4. I was just going to mention it, yeah. yeah like, which we have a tape recording that like needs to be yeah, it's, it's in the archive somewhere. It's not like <laughs> a, a dated, dead format, but kind of like the whole thing really comes back to like Resident Evil 4 because uh, one of our friends in school, his name was Dimitri, um, he had the Nintendo GameCube and he had the Resident Evil 1 remake. And he gave that to me. So I remember it was my sister's boyfriend at the time that was playing all these. He was then... doing the Resident Evil Zero. I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw him playing those. Sure, sure. So Dimitri was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a lend of uh, Resident Evil. And it was all like redone. And at the time now, guys, this was like fucking absolute photorealism. Like, yeah, no, it still looks really, really yeah, good. Yeah, so the thing was, so I remember uh, <laughs> my dad texted me from school. I was like, oh, I got this. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, we'll sit down, right? So, so your dad played it with you, was it? Uh, so I'll continue okay, go the story. So I was like, you know, booted it up. It was all like Resident Evil. Like fucking, here's the story. So like, you, you start off and like, it's in a big mansion and there's a big hall. So you go in to the left. It's the only door that's open. It's like a big dining room, and the next room, there's a zombie bending down over someone eating their face. I know the scene well. Yeah, it's like the, literally the I can first remember zombie. the PS1 version of it. Yeah, anyway, so yeah. this was like the FMV. fucking... <laughs> the photorealistic version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he, he like bends down, he's eating the face and he turns up and his face is all white, skin peeling off yeah, his face. Yeah. And he's like... Ugh. And then the next scene is... You he's fucking, fucking attacking yeah, yeah. you. And the controls in that game are fucking... <laughs> Tank ass. controls. Like, you, you, like yeah, literally tank. go right then forward, yeah. And I remember just going... Ah! And fucking turning it off. And I gave it straight back the next day. So that's why it was <laughs> such a joy, like, three years ago when they did the remaster. Of yeah, the remaster. yeah. You were playing with Darren, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. So that's when, basically, like, we started streaming again. And that's kind of how the Fear Merchant came as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was in that sphere of doing The Evil Within and Resident Evil. Would you ever go back to streaming? I wanted to. I have a few games now on the YouTube channel that are, like half finished and stuff you can't stream on youtube i just no, think it's fucking but like, no but to upload mm. it on youtube and uh i'd like to but to be fair i bought so many games and i brought them up to dublin with me when i was there and now since i'm actually moving moving to australia yeah, i've actually packed my life into like a suitcase yeah so you don't have any so like, like i'm only literally bringing the nintendo switch that's the thing that annoys me as well though like i would like if the switch just had like a fucking twitch app you could stream mm. from I mean, how easy would it be just to have, like, a little camera on the top of the Switch and just, like, fucking stream yeah. anywhere? Yeah. No, I mean, like, I did enjoy it because it wasn't so much for me, but I liked having, like, my reactions. Because I did, like, look back. Well, you always, as you said, you always have, like, similar to, like, I don't know how you edit your podcast, but, like, it's similar to the way, like, I put up edits on YouTube. It's, like, fair enough, it's a live show, and I think it's it's fairly boring to watch back if you watch the whole thing because... Like, I'm interacting with the people who are there then and there. Like, unless yeah, you see yeah. what's going on, you won't get it. But, like, to get the snippets and stuff or compilations to put up, they're, they're nice to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think that might be the issue because I did, I basically, like, uploaded, like, a full playthrough of, like, Dark Souls 3. Like, no one's going to fucking watch that unless they know me. And it's not as if, like, I'm a fucking superstar. Yeah. People it's, be like, oh, hey. See, it's like, it's like needing that niche, though, isn't it? It's like, you need to have, like... It's the same thing, like, if I look, like look at the algorithms of any posts I do depending on the game. If I put up something that's like Zelda, Last of Us or something else, like you're guaranteed to get twice as many yeah, no, like, interactions. Right, and the problem was it was like, oh this game was free on Xbox, like 
and it's a five-year-old game. And almost like, if it's but if it's free straight away, everyone's just like tugging their chode stream. And if, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like this will be my. So it's like oversaturated when it's yeah, free, yeah, but it's, it's a, a hard balance. game. So it's like it's kind of saturated because everyone just got it for free. Like it's it's quite hard to like do it that way, but. No, I would like to. I was playing Alien Isolation, but like I didn't. I don't have that much time. Like between the podcast See, and everything. Oh, fucking neither do I, and that's like half the problem. Do you know, like when you're trying to adult, because mm. <laughs> like it's tough. it's tough. You know, like we're sitting here now, like in this room that has all my gaming stuff in it. Do you yeah. know, and like you know, you can look anywhere and you can play anything you want, but it's like Jesus. Like as you said, by the time you get home from actually like trying to earn, and you're just like Jesus, even watching someone play a game is like. <laughs> It's oh, even fucking watching anything. Like the first thing you want to do when you get in, you like want to nearly go to bed. Like yeah, fucking, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough going like to actually just be a human being. I think it's the whole thing though. I think like with Twitch streaming or any streaming, sorry, is like don't break the chain. I think yeah. that's like number one rule. Like no matter how tired, no matter how much you don't feel like doing it, even if you think it's gonna be a bad stream, mm. I think do it, and then it just becomes kind of like because I had that going for like two months, kind of. Is that to be like dependent that like people know if they. That consistency is so huge. Jesus Christ. Like, if I do a stream now, I'll guarantee you I might have, like, two people watching. If I do that same thing, same time for the next four days, you'll get it up to 20. Yeah. Or even, like, sometimes you might get a rating, might pop up to 50 for some random reason. No, because I know myself for the podcast, like, if... I'm basically traveling now for, like, two months, guys. Mm. I'm trying to get the episodes together that it will be uninterrupted. But I know for a full fact if I miss one episode or I miss it by like a day it's just disappeared from everyone's that's like that's just head. like fuck it so gone. what is your upload schedule uh, so basically it's like Thursday every two weeks Thursday so if I like weeks. miss that slot a few times I've come close where it's nearly been the Friday if I miss that slot I'd say there'll be no more podcast because yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've kept the standard for myself that I have it uninterrupted for sure. nearly I don't know what episode will this be like probably but you find it effortless now that you do it every two weeks no, because you're constantly looking trying to people. find people. Yeah, that's the like, thing. I've... That's the thing that would give me like anxiety. But it's fine like... every two weeks. It's just about now. I think, guys, you might be hearing a lot about me <laughs> in, a few, <laughs> in a few episodes. I might, I might be interviewing myself soon, but uh, I want to keep it going. It will be tough with the time zone, especially being in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But I love it so much. I don't mind. I, I, I think, how it goes I think that's a big thing as well though like as in you know like I was joking well not joking but like half you're saying like oh you know attention's good and all that like you know it's nice to get a bit like interaction and whatever yeah. you know make a fool of yourself or you know have fun and banter but like it, the main thing is that like you like doing it yeah do you know like course. or that like as in like even like because perfect example is like when we were kids like you know I think we were saying for like we had our own radio show we had our own TV show you know like We'd have a camcorder and we'd be like, or like a microphone on like an MP3 player. Like, yeah, well, that was the thing I wanted to bring up. Like, we were actually, even though we weren't uploading or putting it anywhere. Sure, where would we up? Like, as in there was no platform. Exactly, no, to there put was it no up. platform, but oh, no, I feel like we were nearly ahead of our time because we wanted to put ourselves out there. We were recording, we were doing things, we were doing little things with the video. Oh, like, I, I still have sheets upstairs in my room that are like, first scene like second scene and then we're gonna do this and I remember we had a thing where like if it shows the age of the time when the games come in we're probably way too old for this which is even more embarrassing but it was like fucking Devil May Cry versus Resident Evil 4 reviews you know because we'd watch like that shit you'd see on Sky on the channels that like maybe one hour in every fucking two weeks you'd have like a gaming show on you know like not, yeah, like that's yeah. exaggerating no, but like, like do you know you think this might have started in like 2005 and like YouTube 
just started. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember signing up, and you were like, "Hey, this YouTube." Imagine thing. if you could go back and get a head start, because anyone who uploaded anything on YouTube at the beginning that had any uh, originality was. Yeah, but like, so just mad. But at the same time, we were probably like fucking twelve. Or, yeah, like, I'm sure 13, what we did 14. was shit, like complete shit. Yeah, because like. I remember we did like the fucking machinima with like Halo Two of like oh my God, voice yeah. acting and like. I think the funniest thing was looking back because we did um, a whole like I don't know how many hours of Resident Evil we we tried to do a let's play way before let's plays existed. Basically. I think we might have had the world's first let's play. Maybe, maybe, maybe like back when that game was out, we'd record ourselves, we'd talk over it, we'd do the whole narrative. But, but like, guys, there was none of this fucking capturing the screen bollocks. Oh yeah, <laughs> this was literally facing a camcorder at the screen, like a set, to, like a ten inch, seven inch TV or something, and like we that. had to fucking blot out. Uh, we liked the sun we had, yeah, like, had these the sun. And we had to I got. I bought a tripod just so we could do it and, and a we tripod had, we for had my to money. sit behind pocket money sit behind the camera to actually get the voices and at the time listening it was like oh I definitely know who was who because yeah, like, I thought in you my had own the deeper head voice. I had the deeper voice yeah, yeah. and then you're listening back and say like, oh kids you fucking faggot well I mean like, if you hear us now like I definitely have the higher pitch voice but like back then it was the same but like looking back and I was like oh you can not <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, and guys, the swearing. Oh now my like, god! Now it's like sailors and that. Not even sailors, man. You definitely couldn't say it now without being. No, I'd be banned, blacklisted. Yeah, yeah, I, no. I, I couldn't. I, imagine for a first. Although back in the day you could, but like upload it. But if you put that, if you put that up now, you'd be like, who are these thirteen-year-olds? Like, oh, dude. Oh, uh, we'd actually be probably be like internet famous I for a day always what was the one scene in those tapes where you're mad you know in Resident Evil you're like I am mad like the Lost Plagos or whatever there and um, yeah there was one scene where like Jesus it sounds like again like two girls fucking screaming where like one guy like grabs you from behind right and yeah. just like the panic do you remember that at all there was like yeah, one scene in it there was definitely I think there might have been like three or four tapes and there was definitely like the golden tape that had like the most the first one was the golden tape yeah like after that we like because the first one was kind of like um, what's the word I'm looking for spontaneous yeah and then the second one was like right we have a show and we love it and yeah, yeah. we are your host and all of a sudden we have way deeper voices because we probably hated our voice in the as first we, one as we used to say the Hubble yeah the Hubble uh, Bubba <laughs> voice is telescopic like the Hubble telescope uh, <laughs> but um, yeah they were good alright for sure um, yeah I just it's, it's it's hard to explain it's hard to convey because it it's like these are our memories do you know what I mean so it's, it's very much so like, like like this might just be a lot of shite for someone listening but <laughs> I think it's definitely you fun. have to throw it in because it's, it's our last how long have we known each other nearly 20 years yeah coming up on 20 years now. It's yeah mad, it's crazy actually. so yeah, like you have to you'll have to suffer under. through it <laughs> I will go down under. But, uh, yeah, no, it was actually... <laughs> I was looking up on, like, 30... Is it 20,000 or 30,000 days old birthday? I think it's, like, coming up soon. What? It's, like, it's like a full... Instead of having, like, a year birthday, that it's, like, your 20,000 day birthday or something. I've never heard of that. But you can make it up. You make a make a thing of it. I'm so confused. <laughs> so we'll have to... Alright, let's do it. Uh, let's do it. What you mean together, like... I don't know, we'll have to check when yours is up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I suppose we're nearly coming up on an hour. And uh, you mightn't have heard the clicks because it'd be edited out, but we're having a few beers. It's true. Is there anything I mean, a else few you'd beers. like to add today now? Anything else I'd like to add? Always be yourself, guys. <laughs> Always be yourself. Pray to the sky. If you had any advice for someone out there who's anxious, 
How that would you suggest that they go talk to them? I mean, I mean, it's, it's got to be like, like, no one can ever tell someone to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be a decision they make themselves. I think like, do you know, a lot of anxiety stems from it's just kind of like the idea of like, like, who am I? Do you know, like, what do I want to be? Like, particularly when you're like teenager and all that, like even me thinking back being a teenager, it's a lot of just trying to like fit in. Do you know what it is? It's like, I don't know if this is slightly off what you're asking, but like, it just comes to my mind that like, <laughs> quite often, you know, like you'll never find loyaler packs, like, you know, than teenagers, because it's all about like being a unit and fitting in. Yeah. And uniqueness is like not celebrated. Then when you become an adult, like uniqueness is very much so celebrated. Like mm. perfect example is like if I did my Instagram or my Twitch stream or anything else when we were in school and people saw that, I'd be probably bullied the fuck for doing it. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. now it's a case of like, oh, fair play. I just think like with anxiety and stuff like that. Well, just with that actually on that point, kids are doing it now in school. How do you think they're faring? What you mean? Like, I mean, you're saying, oh, if we did that back in the day, we'd have been like, really yeah, good. yeah, we would. I but suppose, people are kind I of suppose it is now. also at the same token, it is a different time where that's way, like being a nerd is way more exciting. Being nerd is cool now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, like I suppose on that point that it's more like acceptable now and stuff to be like a nerd. Like, I don't think we ever would have voiced that we liked horror movies. Or I don't even think I consciously acknowledged it until like much later that, actually the majority of the movies we probably did watch growing up were horror movies like i don't really know why that was i think it was just like it was taboo like as in like we had an avenue where it's like oh, we can like watch this like i don't know if we were at your folks house could we have done the same thing do you know what I think? Oh, like, definitely not. I think. so i think like we had a bit of leniency and you know if you have leniency as a kid you're like let's do it like this is exciting yeah it's no, like getting into a club when you're underage do you know yeah, it's like yeah. i got in like yeah. we have it do you know yeah. it's that excitement it's that feeling no, of it. I, I, that's never been recaptured since i've turned legal age yeah like, stop stop no, gonna... nothing's ever been as fun since you're actually able to do the things you need yeah, to do it's like oh you mean i can do that now it's like, yeah it's, it's boring it's like, i don't want to do that now it's like now that i can so it's like anything like I mean, I've been up in Dublin for like two years and I was like, oh yeah, we'll eventually go and do like the Guinness experience. I'm like, have you ever done, done it? No, have you done, never no, did no. it. But it's the same thing. It's like, I only fucking kissed the Blarney Stone like literally like last year. Seriously, yeah. And yeah. that's because I was like, I hope I get my exams. I better actually pray to yeah. a higher source even though I don't think God's real. It's like, like it's the Blarney stone. stone is my religion. It's a stone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like ridiculous because I don't know, I suppose moving forward, I'm like, be the fucking tourist like straight away. Like, don't kind of say oh in Australia here just like anywhere anywhere you live like I mean I don't think I think my mom only like in her fucking 40s in Cork went to like the Shandon Bells I actually I don't even think she's actually ever done them you know like things like you're in the city but you've never done it because it's like ah sure it's there if I want to do it and then you never do it but you know what I have a problem of and I'm finding a lot when I go like traveling is like I don't know like I find it very hard to be in awe stuff or like Sometimes I feel like remote, somewhat like dead to it. Do you know what right. I mean? I'm like, here's like. To so give an example now. Oh jeez, I don't know. Like trying you to. You want to see the Mona Lisa? And you're like, Jesus, a tiny. That's a fucking. Poor but a lot of people feel fuck? that way because there's in this unrealistic expectations. But I don't know. Like here's a fucking like chapel of the fucking great Lord of all God above. Like yeah, the would, only golden chapel in the world. Yeah, but I mean, that exactly. would affect you if you're like, oh Jesus, holier than thou. I'm closer to God. Than well, I'm okay. Here. Think of like something very picturesque that everyone goes like, <gasps> like. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a prime example for me. I was told by so many fucking people that the Giants' Causeway was an absolute piece of shit. Um, really small, really underwhelming. Whatever the way it was, went up there, it was like, oh, 
the tide was out looking really cool and I think because everyone told me it was so fucking shit and yeah, small yeah, and I was yeah. like this is quite big this is quite good like I, it was like the opposite of like everyone told me it was shit so having the expectation that it was shit yeah it was actually really good I, I think for me like I need the ambiance of it like as in like I went to Budapest recently and like you know you can see like the city and there's loads of beautiful buildings and the architecture is great did you go to the baths in Budapest though? I did which ones up by the Victory Square you know Square? the ones that you always see when you google them I can't remember where it, like the one where you have the it's outside and it's all yellow and blue so it's an outside pool but they have it inside as well I didn't see I didn't go they have the in outside they have like a semi warm one a really hot one and a pool in the middle that's the only ones that we went to but you know it's the one like I guarantee if you look at Budapest baths it's the right, first one right, that comes right. up with the swirly kind of yeah, there's baths. There's baths in Budapest. It's the Hungarian baths. They're world famous. Uh, but there's nothing in Budapest, really, only the baths. That's the thing. The, the best and they thing, have the big palace. The best thing we did, though, is we went... And it's nothing I'd normally ever do, is we went on, um, like, a boat tour. But, like, you know, it was where you could get, like, dinner and you sit on top and there's a band playing. It was a nice one. Like, it was still cheap, like, 15 year age. But um, seeing it that way with the music playing and, like, you know, the people and stuff, like, I like that. But if you're just going to take me like solitarily up to like the edge of a cliff and be like, here's... I like, maybe it could be good, but I don't know. I think man-made stuff doesn't impress me so much. Maybe right. there's more the kind of like landscapey kind of things. Like that's why I kind of like Ireland. There's a lot of places you can look. And it's... Right, so audience members, Ireland's highest peak, Carantool. Have you gone out on Carantool, Keith? I actually don't think I have. Like, that is kind of something to do, which is class, because it's like, I am at the highest point of the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I see everything. That is like... <laughs> I I am the light tower. That, that it is the highest point in the country. That are like, mm. I've climbed the top of Ireland. Essentially, like, it's quite fun. I did it with uh, one of our friends. Won't be mentioning all the names on here. But before he moved to Poland. And it was, uh, well, my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at him strangely there. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is very aloof. No, uh, he had a gamer tag of the the garden uh, pest variety. Remember? Slugs 91. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is he an avid listener? Uh, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> hiding, hiding identities here as much as we can. Um, yeah, so oh, we, for the sake of the story. Or just I don't general. know what else there was. We actually nearly died. It was really like foggy by the time we got up, and like by the the fucking grace of God, we had like Google Maps and like the GPS, and we were kind of like walking in the mist because we had lost all the parties and stuff. And it was like, oh shit! If we keep walking like twenty hours this way, it's a sheer cliff face into death. Yeah, like, nearly died. Only kind of realizing it after the fact of like, oh fuck, you know, could have been like absolutely detrimental. A question for you in that though that like a similar situation we had and I don't know if it's the fact we were young and we thought it was like oh yeah we made it serious in our head or not. Is this on the beach was it? Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> like straight away like obviously you were thinking the same thing. But like in my head just to tell this story is like I don't know it was always kind of funny like so like your mum took us to like oh, what beach was it? It's called House Strand. House Strand. I don't know if I've ever been back there. Yeah House Strand. It's a lovely old beach. So, like, my recollection of this is your mum took us down there. I don't know if, like, I have traumatised memories of just going to the beach in general because it's always like, get on the boogie board, boy, and drown. And I'd be like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, we went to that beach. And I remember we were like, I don't know, I guess it was kind of like at an age where you were, like, slightly more fearless. Do you know, you weren't, like, 
somewhere in between kind of like knowing what's happening and not knowing at all. I have a story on that now in a second, but go we'll, for we'll it. Go with this. And so like, I remember we were like, there was basically like kind of, there was the beach and then to the right of that, there was like basically like a cliff, not a cliff, but like, I don't know, like a fair, like large amount of rock that yeah, you could yeah. climb up. So like it was vertical though, like fairly yeah. vertical. Yeah. But you know, you could climb up like slantly on the rocks on the side. And like it was the same time the tide was coming in. So we were like kind of climbing up this and like, I don't know, I guess no one was even just bothering. Like we were just doing our own thing. No one saw us. And we kept climbing up that. And I remember like when we got like kind of close to like the top, like we we're like, how the fuck are we going to get back? Yeah. Because it was like the water came in. And then I remember we're like, so we got into the top where there was like a green and it was like there was electric fences. That was the thing, guys. Like literally it was like a cliff face. So what fucking happened was we were walking out on like, the beach, but more or less like the flat rocks, we'll say. And this is how fucking dangerous the sea and water and everything. You have to be very fucking careful. The tide came in like fucking instant. So we are literally clinging on to like the cliff. So we had to go up onto this farmer's land. And this is reminded of the Thailand situation. Yeah, exactly. That is dramatic. So like there was literally a foot of grass essentially that he couldn't put a fucking fence on because it was like yeah. over the cliff so we were like dangling on that we couldn't go back the way we came so we had to somehow hop over an electric fence but there was bulls yeah there was a fucking bull in there, there. Was that a, was the craziest <laughs> shit was, ever there's a bull like horns and all yeah so like <laughs> obviously we were, we were like oh my god it's either like face certain death but i think up we were kind of like as well it's like but it's not probably like in my head it was like it's probably one of those like irish bulls though that aren't bulls do you know what i mean it's like no nah, they're not the ones that like fucking yeah so i think i can't remember exactly but i think maybe he like ran up the field and we were like oh shit we gotta go or, like it was like a thing. classic like video game moment where it's like stealth mission where like he goes yeah, around the corner yeah. and you're like dee, 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 yeah, and then we came back and was like, oh, guys, are we? You know, like, completely fucking oblivious. Yeah, to, to like, the, the actual... The and then, like, a few years later, we are like, what the fuck did we do there? <laughs> it was absolutely mad, like... You said you had another one, though, that reminds you of the age between being fearless oh, and not... Oh, no, it was really only like... last night. Um, last night? Yeah, it was only last night. Jesus, a lot's, a lot's happened, so... So, like, since I've come back to the old homestead now, it's like... Uh, I used to frequent a few establishments at, like, 17... 18 and i'd go back so to paint the picture audience uh there was basically like a main road and then the next road in parallel was like more residential then there was like a big uh park like a public park but on the other side there was a road intersecting perpendicular to the other two roads going towards the river and then there was a bridge crossing the river to go up another perpendicular road to another parallel road to get home. It was the shortest way home, mm. but basically it was all isolated. So, Keith, for you listening, that was by Fisher's Park, walking up. I know the one. Anyway, I know the one. So, to paint the picture, crack alley like. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and it was like absolute death. So usually, when I was younger, I'd walk up that like absolute fearless. Grant, because sometimes at the end there'd be like junkies or young fellas. I think I remember you sorry, saying I have my keys in my hand. Yeah, so like, yeah, I have yeah. my keys in my hand, fucking. <laughs> like Wolverine with yeah, your yeah. fucking keys coming out. So, of course, I was at uh, our friend Simon's house yesterday night and he was like, Oh, I'm too tired, I'm not dropping you home, so you have to walk home. <laughs> so I was like, Fuck Bad, Simon. <laughs> so I was like, 
fucking hell. So I basically walked up there and for the first time since I ever walked up there, I was like, Jesus. You really like, I was more fearful than I ever was. It's your mortality, man. It like becomes it's mortality so... of like there's so much more to live. <laughs> and, uh, but the thing was And I, I like you realize as well it's like I think as you like experience enough, you're like, I'm so fragile. Like even mentally experiencing like all the fucking shit that happens, you're like, Jesus, I'm a fucking like pudge. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the thing, so I was like, Oh no. And I was just coming up towards the end of the bridge. So there there's a little bit of a walkway up before you start the bridge and I could hear like oh bye blah, blah, blah. like yeah. literally just like absolute scumbag by the way that's like the, the classic warrior call of like a native Cork person from Ireland it's like oh bye it's like sorry kid how yeah. are you gonna like if someone like if you ever like walk the streets in Cork and someone like in a dark area goes what's the story boy you know like it's either gonna end up in you giving him money or you fighting with him yeah so <laughs> this is kind of what I was hearing off the distance like quacks of the knacker as we call them <laughs> And uh like, Yeah, so like, so do I turn around now and go the long way or do I face my fears? So I was like, oh, I just have Did to you go. face your fears? I even face I, my even fears. I'm even I'm invested in this story. I, fa- I face my fears, so I across the bridge and I was like, I don't see any shadows being cast in the light. <laughs> this is how actually yeah, yeah. fucking thinking you were. So about. I was like, oh fuck, maybe like they've moved on, maybe it was from the road up ahead, maybe Maybe it was, it was just my imagination. A, a ghost of Nancy's like, past. Maybe it was someone in the garden. Mind. Maybe I'm like mishearing yeah, no yeah. of course all my insects are right just four knackers just at the end of the walkway right? like guys again <laughs> people have got raped on this exact spot like I like to be raped and you no, not not to make it's a joke about it people have actually been raped and attacked here kind have of they thing. actually do they have yeah genuinely so I was like oh Jesus so I'm a big enough guy fucking walk past but uh, not a word do your, do your listeners slash viewers know what you look like uh, or are you in my face? I oh, know your face. Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So it was basically like four. It just lads. paints a picture, do you know? Exactly. So it was kind of like four lads. Like, oh no, like, I gotta make sure that he comes home safe, and I gotta get this going. And I was like, Jesus. So I kind of like barreled past them, kind of said nothing, but I had no earphones on or anything, so I could like hear if they were like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't run away like a girl I was just like oh, I'm just walking but home. I think as soon as you start fast walking that's when their senses are like wait a minute yeah yeah this so, person's vulnerable and weak yeah but normally it's like <laughs> oh that's a story you yeah, know yeah. like basically just intimidation but that didn't happen and I was very thankful but it was like a close uh, I was, call I was kind of hoping it would end in like <laughs> no, debauchery I was like if I lost my wallet now like I'm fucking leaving in like a week yeah you know? yeah, like, yeah fuck it if, if push came to show him I would have been like it's fine but the fact pretty much wearing what I had now it's like the most shallow pockets ever oh, if I lost my keys or something I'm like, like oh. my heart always drops when that shit happens to me it's just like when when you hear that like knack and like what do you even like what, how would you explain a knacker to someone who isn't even from Ireland so like for America you know like kind of trailer trash like food stamps kind of people like you know just scum like yeah, basically yeah. <laughs> kind of people that have very low morals and I actually always remember the time when I was 17 and um back in the day when you could like as I said I used to use my friend's ID to get in and you know you'd go to the bouncer and he'd be like this is like I don't know this doesn't exist anymore so it was a weird sweet time of life where they'd be like what's your star sign Yeah, and yeah. you'd have to know your star sign for the passport or the ID yeah, of the yeah. person you had and I'd be like Scor- Leo and he'd be like and I'd be like I'll do the signature test so this was like grade 2 and getting yeah, in if yeah. you could do the same signature as the one that was on the, the card but I remember that night for whatever reason I think like I left to go to like the Savoy or something if I get in there 
And um, it was the same thing where it was like, do you know, you hear like, hi, you boy, like, and I was just like, oh, what the fuck is going on? I was 17, like, already I was just like, just keep walking, do you know? Yeah. Straight away, your man ran up to me, fucking grabbed my neck and like pushed me against the wall. I was like, you were looking at me take a piss. And I was like, like, I wasn't even speaking. I was like, <laughs> like do you know, like completely in shock. Like, I was like, what? This is your trauma now that you're working through. Yeah, exactly. This, this is our counseling session. Yeah. But I was just like, do you know what I mean? I was like, I didn't even know you were pissing. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And then I remember like his friend like fucking come over like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, do you know, he was obviously like, in retrospect, he was probably fucking on something or like, do you yeah, know, who yeah, knows? Yeah. But like, you wouldn't know it's time. And I remember just like running away like, ah! <laughs> but like shit like that. Like, that, that was the only time it happened. But ever since then, when I hear someone be like, hey, you. And you're just like, oh, Jesus, this will be trouble. Like, yeah, and I was fairly similar to when I was living open uh city prison so guys again just uh it's a lot of personal stories tonight but it's kind of like you can pick the ones you like yeah it's like a, a notorious uh street not a notorious street but i guess barrack street was like it's improved so much it, jesus would you say it was like a rough it was I lived, when i lived there like it was like no because you see there used to be we'll say about 20 it, pubs in it yeah, but you see the pubs there now were almost like avant-garde, like fucking no, but it's tapas not, food shit. Exactly, like it's fine but now. it used to be like literally every Dirty second, enough, yeah. every second thing was like a pub, absolute old. So I was living around this place, and Spaniard walk- and stuff like that. Yeah, too. so I was walking home one night with my friends, and this guy across the street, and I stupidly fucking laughed, and he like dropped his bottle of beer and it smashed on the floor. Or something. Was I with you that time? No, no, it was, no. It was Darren and Dave. But, oh fuck I heard about this yeah, yeah so it was like oh shit so your man dropped his bottle or a can and smashed on the floor and I audibly laughed and went, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you and I was like oh jeez so it was it was fucking surreal so there's three of them this right? was serious enough I kind of remember hearing the story there was three of them and Darren says guys we gotta run so there was me I'm fairly fucking big in a mobile then there was Dave McGee, who was about 20 stone, probably like 250 pounds, 300 pounds. He was not running anywhere. <laughs> so I was like, we you couldn't leave him Yeah, behind. so I was like, we've got to stay and fight. So three instantly turned into five. I don't know where the knackers evaporated, like, came out as a fucking ether. Literally just from around the corner, it's like, what yeah. are you doing, boys? No, it's like clicking their fingers the ready for so the fight. was like, I was like, oh, fucking calm down. So one of them was a bit older and he had his head screwed and he's like, oh, guys, you gotta relax. But it was all like, you know, grabbing each other's fucking collars, all this like. And were you both like, and obviously you couldn't like be no, like, oh. like, I didn't want to throw punches because, but this is where it got fucking scary. So one guy kind of had his arm behind his back and he was like trying to shake my hand, but I'm like, why is his hand behind his back? Instantly, I was like, oh my God, there is a knife here. Yeah, like, we yeah. need to fucking like defuse this shit because if there's a knife, Raw fuck. Sure. But the older guy was like, here, fucking relax. And I somehow. I assume all you were like, if we can relax, I will take it. Do you know, like. No, no, in... but. Like, I've never been in a fight in my life. This is yeah, like yeah. the fucking closest thing. It's not any bravado stories. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It's just, just like, what happened. Like, this yeah, is just yeah. like what happened doing it out. But somehow we managed to get them relaxed. And I was like, oh, how's your night? You're going into town. <laughs> really? Like, bizarre, but. I think where was the turning point was it just kind of like everyone's like it's fine it's a joke like, no because your man had his hand behind his back and he tried to come up and slap me and I just grabbed his hand and I was like here lad like you fucking need to relax kind of thing 
and his friend was like yeah grand but someone else who was younger who was nearly our age was like oh sorry about that you yeah, know yeah. oh they were older were they well at the time no, I suppose was, older would have been like there 20 there guys like two guys our age maybe two guys younger who were very like we need to be fucking tough with two F's kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was an older guy who was like locked, but he was trying to defuse it. Sure. And it was eventually, oh, what's the crack? What are you doing? And it was, it just ended up to be fine. But there was, if there was a knife for it, I fucked like basically. Sure. And it could have been really dodgy, but I think basically because that we didn't like do anything or throw punches. Because there was people coming out of the woodwork. I didn't know there was people on fucking standby. <laughs> I just, like, I have this, like, fucking hilarious image of just, like, you know, that kind of, like, hey, boys, we got the backup. And it's just, yeah, like, they're yeah. all fucking slowly, yeah. But the thing was, like, they're all small, like, little knackers. And, you know, if push came to shove, like, we probably could have held our own. But we would have got a beating. But if there was a knife, absolutely Oh, yeah, fucked. fuck that, definitely. So I was, like... I'm it's not... such... But that's the thing, though. I think it's, like... But that's, like, nearly... I wouldn't say like to blow my own horn. But yeah. I think I have a bit of a skill of like diffusing, being a diplomat. Fucking like dun 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 dun. But like a diplomat, <laughs> just like oh fuck that, like it's not worth it. You sure. almost feel like an absolute retard after. You. I think though, like, do you ever like? I don't know. It's so funny because like, do you know, like, it makes you appreciate like professional fighting quite a lot. Yeah. Do you ever see like a fight on the street and it's like oh, the only so way to describe bad. it is like. They have one arm and one person's grabbed one arm and the other person and it's like like as fast as they can like as fast as they can it's like it's just I mean I can't display the image but like think of Sonic trying to fucking dig someone in the head a hundred times and like half of them miss and everyone's just like and then it's like after ten seconds all their friends are like whoa and then it just becomes Michael Jackson video of like who's bad (laughs) (laughs) oh it's terrible but I suppose again like the, this whole kind of but it's podcast. such like it, but it is such like the Irish like fucking way of like like not I'm not saying the Irish way but like when it does happen like that's like literally your scenario it's just like someone like squawking from the distance and you're walking down the street minding your own business and it's like well this is gonna this won't yeah, turn like, out well just go back to it it's like you're minding your own fucking business and it's like someone for whatever reason usually being young and foolish because it goes back to the fearlessness like there's been a few times where I might have tried to instigate some aggression right. <laughs> uh, that you know you've been witness to but I never wanted to uh, yeah I know I get you it was, it's all be- just like it was because it was because like you did not have like, a control over your emotion or whatever yeah, was like, going it's, at this time fair know, enough it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's young bravado like ah, usually yeah, all this, young young at that like usually all this shit is like young people or whatever like I mean no one in their fucking late 20s, 30s is going to be like, yeah, man, you want to fucking fight? Even those people are kind of more like, Jesus, I finally secured a fucking council home. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, got to fucking keep my 12 kids at bay. Yeah. <laughs> They're no. dealing with themselves as they were like, yeah. Exactly. No, like, I mean, the, the, the kind of whole thing of this podcast is probably like fear and like, where does it kind of come well, from? Well, it's kind of interesting because it does have that weird kind of trend. Like, you know, you're saying that it, like, it does have that whole like, kind of drama thing going through it you know what I mean it's like whatever happens you kind of like either from an early age or like what you why you experience horror why you experience video games or anything else or like what it feels to you to get yeah but I mean to a certain (laughs) extent reminiscing on stories but yeah yeah but like does it I suppose there's like a stack up to any regard I mean you know like it happens to me definitely and probably other people like you might be just like everything's fine and then you kind of like fixate and like 
oh, remember that time that you like made an ass of yourself or something? Well, like, okay. Please. So there's things I think you go through that are unresolved that you need to resolve. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think everyone has them. But then I think there are times things like that that are just like, you know, you're in the middle of the bed night. Like, do you remember that time fucking... Sheila said she liked you and you said like what does like mean or something like yeah, that do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. you're like oh my heart oh Jesus why did I do that or like you know because it seems like you're an idiot in so many situations I think like I think that's just a different kettle of fish well, just go back to yesterday it was like nothing happened literally nothing but then for like the next five minutes you're like going through every scenario of like if this did happen would I have kicked their head in or would I have yeah, run like yeah, a little yeah. girl I know, I know, I know. and you're just like why am I fixating everything is perfect but it's because obviously like your head and your body recognize the moment where you felt vulnerable and you're like well how will like because if you walk through that situation and you felt confident you wouldn't be thinking about it do you know what i mean because obviously your whole but your whole story is is the fact that like you were like i was worried about it i felt vulnerable i felt like jesus like something could go wrong here yeah but are you delusional and like a narcissist if you think you would have been fine like is it it is only natural to fucking play out every scenario yeah are you delusionist or a narcissist if you think you're fine i don't think you're delusional or a narcissist if you think you're fine i just think it's but um, is that like lacking an ability to kind of perceive the situation of but look being, say for instance if you were like not a foreigner or something and you came here and like do you, you know the way i was saying no yeah you would though like, well okay i mean i get i get the whole dark alley thing and everything else yeah you would have better perception but you wouldn't know the kind of like accents you're looking for to kind of be like am i in trouble that sounds terrible but like is like, it kind of like that i don't know like i've been abroad and you're kind of being like oh no i suppose it, it's yeah like you just kind of know when you're like walking down somewhere but like, at the same time i don't want to get kind of fixated on it either because i suppose it's kind of a case of like do you know, there's been plenty of times as well, like, in all fairness, that I thought someone was going to be like that, and they were mm. the nicest person going. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, at the same token. So, I don't know. John Canary. Like, <laughs> John Canary, <laughs> the fear merchant himself. That's where he came from. I That's a story for a non-podcast day, I'd say. No, if, you, uh, if you want to hear that story, you have to pay seventeen ninety nine a month. Yeah, the premium podcast of where we reveal stories that ruin our actual lives. Yeah, there's a lot here that... <laughs> that would make us non-hireable. Exactly, there's a, a few members of the audience here that uh, can't be sharing half the stories that uh, <laughs> myself and Keith have, but um, I think we're nearly coming up an hour and a half, so okay. I have to fucking edit all this down. So, Fair uh, enough. I how, suppose, how, how do you want to finish then? Do you want to finish on my face? I suppose finish <laughs> what we could do is... Do you have any um, wise words for the audience? I suppose, like, geez, wise words, I don't know. But, like, for me, I guess it's a case of... And it's so cliched, but I think it's true. It's like... Like, if you like something, whether it's fucking, like, literally fucking making shoes or fucking, like, doing whatever you like. I think, like, literally, if you try fucking hard enough and do it and you enjoy doing it, someone else will literally, like, reciprocate that. So there's audience some, for everyone. Like. There's, yeah, there's an audience for everyone. Like, as in, someone else will actually be like, as in, do you know what? I like the way you clean those shoes. Do you so know? If, what you, I mean? if you have the passion, people want to see. Yeah, that. and but more so than what you're doing, they pick up on the fact that you love something so much. And if you're really into something, I think people radiate towards that. So yeah, I think that's what it is. I think like whatever you like, and not in that case of whatever you like, do it. But like, fucking be passionate about it completely. And just by the fact you enjoy something so much, if you put that out there, I think people will be react positively to it because it's you're sharing your happiness by the fact you like something. And even if it's something that someone isn't completely interested in, you know, they can feel that from you. Yeah. So it's good. And it's a good way to make friends. It's a good way to do everything. And I suppose, where can people find you online if they want to see more uh, of your musings? You can find me on my Instagram page, steamy underscore streamers, uh, or on our Twitch page, steamy streamers, with an extra S at the end of it. Excellent.
Thanks for having me on. I had a good time. No, it was uh, great to finally have you on, and I hope people got some entertainment and value out of tonight's Fingers crossed, I'm kind of drunk at this stage, so I died. <laughs> yeah, I, I said we had to kind of cut it a bit now. We probably could have recorded for another like two hours, but uh, I think this is enough for the It's season. a solid spot. Hopefully I don't cringe at everything I said. Thanks for having me. Exactly, so yeah, Keith, absolute pleasure. Thanks to the, and, the uh, Fear Merchant Podcast. You should listen to them always and forever. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll enjoy the rest of our evening together, which is a bit weird, but <laughs> indeed... Come back any time.